Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. As always, thrilled to be here with you. Thanks for spending some time with our program and welcome home. You know what's frustrating about being able to see what's going on and I think being relatively fair. Now, I'm biased. I'm the first to admit to you I'm biased. I want Donald Trump back in office. I don't believe that there's anybody out there who knows to the degree that he knows where the bodies are buried. He knows who the people who suck are. He knows how they operate. He knows the mistakes that he made last time. And they set him up. It was a great setup to fail with people who never wanted an outsider in. There is a tremendous degree, I believe, of envy that is baked into this emotionally driven leftism of suck. I really do. I think people who are happy with where they are in life and they know it's not perfect, but they're doing well. They've got good, stable relationships. They have relationships with their families. They find meaning in what they do. They look at the world in a common sense way. I don't think you look at other people with envy. I think envy destroys you from within. And Donald Trump drives them batty. He's got a good family. He's a billionaire many times over. He is a worldwide rock star. And beyond that, he was a really good president for all of the people who stood in his way. And the rabid hysteria in the House of Representatives while he was president, which prevented him from being more extraordinary, to do more to make America great, to put America first. That's what we're hungry for. You can put all these polls out there and ask people what's important to them. It's a lot more emotional than that. Yes, it's the economy. Yes, the dollars and cents of what we're going through is not survivable. But it was this notion that we mattered 
that America came first, that our children mattered, that there was an idea of fairness, that there was also this celebration that we have in our hearts. Have you guys ever been to a rally? Have you ever been to a Trump rally? Now, I would say I would tell you, being at a couple that, yes, of course, Donald Trump is the main attraction. But the reason people go hours in advance is because we're starving to find other people in a safe environment who feel the way about this country the way we do. It is not complicated. And everything is upside down where your American flag is a sign of darkness, where your patriotism and your love of country is something to be demonized where your love of God and your belief in what's right is makes you a domestic terrorist. It's idiotic. Everybody knows it. Going to a rally puts you with like-minded people. These are, these are lovely people. That is the story of America. It's not this weirdo fringe group of loudmouth crybaby activists and their spawn, which have now risen from Frankenstein's table and are now on our college campuses. That's not... It's not the story. The story is everything that you feel in your heart. It's everything you feel in the holiday season. It's everything that you believe when you look at the sunrise. It's that indescribable love you have for your children and the commitment you have to your husband or your wife and being together around other people who don't have to talk about it. They don't have to beat their chests about it. Is a beautiful, peaceful thing. And it drives people who don't have it crazy. Donald Trump is the poster child of that feeling. They hate him. Which I find very intriguing. Joe Biden, that, that they thought we were going to go for this idea that he was going to be the nominee, that he was going to be the best, that all of a sudden 81 million people were going to wake up and have this epiphany that Joe Biden didn't suck. He sucked since the beginning. He's lied. He's plagiarized. He's manufactured. He's fabricated. He's twisted his entire career. Everything about him and his story, 50 years we didn't all of a sudden just have the wool pulled over our eyes and thought he was going to be better than one of the best economies we've ever seen. And I think that we don't pay attention. Of course you pay attention and you know. But Joe Biden is becoming much more of a liability. And you know they want to get rid of him because they keep putting him out there. What would you do if the guy who represented you and your control, your power, your needs all of a sudden started having some cognitive decline. What would you do? Put him out more? Or would you be like, you know, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to try to gingerly work this out so that people see him, but he doesn't speak a lot because who knows what the dude's going to say? Well, that's what happened yesterday. <laughs> who knows what the guy's going to say? So he makes this weird comment. He makes kind of a disturbing comment on Ukraine, on the border. Then he gets nailed on it. And now the media are calling him out. Very interesting. This story from Red State. I'm going to play the audio for you. Joe Biden said some kind of shocking things Wednesday, not the least of which was he again called the fact that he interacted with his son's business associates lies. He's asked about this specifically, okay? 
And I'm going to have the question for you, but I, I want you to hear. <laughs> Did you hear what he said about playing lacrosse? Brock, is that the audio soundbite you have up first? Yeah. So Joe Biden's at this event yesterday, and it just makes no sense at all. He's having a conversation. He's trying to pander to Native Americans at an event he's he's speaking at, saying that he wanted to play lacrosse when he was in high school. Lacrosse invented by Native Americans, right? That he wanted to play, but that he couldn't play because it conflicted with football and he played football. Well, that's wrong on two accounts. Because not only did his high school in Delaware not offer lacrosse until 1993, and I was even graduated from college by then, so clearly he was well past. Lacrosse and football are not in the same season. So let's listen to what he said, and let's, <laughs> and let's go from there. Shall we listen to this? Here's the comment. I wanted to play lacrosse, but you had to choose between lacrosse and football. You couldn't play both in the same season. Since I was a powerful six-foot, 158-pound flankerback, <laughs> Was a runner up a state scoring championship. Don't laugh, man. As they say in football, I got soft hands. Guess what? I feel for the guy. I, I really do. I don't like him. I don't like people who break the law. I don't like people who lie to us. I don't like people who cheat, who steal, who can be bribed. He is off. He is losing it. He has lost it. And everybody knows it. Now, I want to bring this in because here's Dana Bash. Again, very odd to watch CNN do this. This is now the third time CNN is riding in on the horse to save the day and save the day by telling the truth. Here's Dana Bash at the GOP debate last night, and she's going to be talking to a Joe Biden spokesman, an administrative spokesman, and his name is Quentin Falk, I think his name is. And she's asking him specifically, look, this is the backdrop, the, the Republicans duking it out. But let's talk about what's going on with P Biden's poll numbers. Young voters, black voters, he's being rebuked. Now, listen to the spokesman's answer. He does not say we are hearing these people. We care about what they're saying. We're listening and we're pivoting and we're going to do better. He's going to tell you, nope, obviously they don't understand what we're doing. So we're going to change the message and we're going to push that out there. That's our new focus. Listen to the disconnect. Go. Uh, when it comes to what's going on in the Middle East, Joe Biden from day one has approached this uh, not as a politician, but as commander in chief and doing everything he can to keep America safe. But this is also a, a, a clinic in leadership and in stark contrast with what the Republicans are doing. President Biden from day one has said that, you know, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia has no place in American system. He's done everything he can to keep people safe. Uh, in stark contrast with the Republicans who are calling for a Muslim ban, throwing our allies under the bus, praising terrorists, right? They don't understand foreign policy. And Joe Biden is the only person running for president of the United States that has the wisdom and experience to bring people to the table to get deals done. Does anybody believe a word of what you're saying, dude? And by the way, the part I chose that I forgot to give to Brock to, to play for you. He then says, hey, $25 million. We're going to drop $25 million. Do you have that, Brock? Listen to this. Holding Ukraine's funding hostage to their extreme partisan border policies. Let me be clear. We need real solutions. I support real solutions at the border. 
I put forward a comprehensive plan the first day I came into office. I made it clear that we need Congress to make changes to fix what is a broken immigration system. We're not going to fix the system, Joe. You opened the doors and now you guys think that spending $25 million on an ad campaign to send out the message that you actually care, you care about the border, you care about black voters, you care about young voters and you're listening to them. You can't buy yourself a message that's going to save you. And that is abundantly clear. And that is scary as nuts to them. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, How about Joe Biden saying when the New York Post asks him, there's proof now that you absolutely did meet with Hunter's business associates. Joe Biden lies again about it. Don't miss this next. So the reason we keep hammering home all of the details from the oversight committees when they drop new details, we do have now direct payments $1,084 or whatever it was three times directly from Hunter Biden's Owasco PC, whatever the hell it was. His bank for his quote unquote business making those deposits directly to Joe Biden's accounts. They can't say no evidence anymore. So when the New York Post in this and again. They put Joe Biden out there yesterday. Who knows what the hell you're going to get? He's going to lie that he wanted to play lacrosse, even though his school didn't offer it. He's going to lie to you. Why? And then he's going to get asked by the New York Post. You know what, Mr. President? This drip, drip, drip of information. I just don't know how you can say anymore that you did not meet with your son's business partners because we have the goods And we know that you did. So what is Joe Biden? What is a serial liar? What is somebody whose entire political career is based on tragedy, specifically taking the oath to be a Delaware senator in the hospital room with his two sons who were injured in the accident that killed his wife and daughter? That is where it all began. That is where Joe Biden... The politician was born. How do you think that man is going to respond when the New York Post asks him, hey, we've got the goods, man. How long are you going to keep lying and saying that you did not meet with your son's business partners? Listen. President Biden on Ukraine and also China, uh, there is polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not. And it's just a bunch of lies. Did you interact with many of their business associates? I did not. There's lies. Lies. Mr. President, polling by the Associated Press shows that almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Lies, he says. They don't care what you think. They've gotten away with it for so dang long. He has absolutely no clue what's coming. CNN, though, coming in yet again. This is the fourth case. Another random act of journalism. What is going on? 
on over there. Makes me very uncomfortable. And they're going to remind us that Joe, in fact, did meet with Hunter's business associates. The walls are closing and Joe just doesn't know it. Go. Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. One example, the Republican site, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration. Hunter Biden bluntly acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. CNN covering it. Of course, books have been written about Joe Biden's crime family syndicate and their endeavors. This is not a secret. They think they're so insulated that if Joe Biden says those are lies that you're going to say, well, okay. Now, look, well, okay does not work when you're in the hot seat before Congress. And it does not work when you're asked. Is a call for genocide against your school's code of conduct. (laughs) And those three, those three school presidents crashed and burned. One of them, though, is super, super groveling for a redo. And she put out a video. Does it sell you? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, I think it's it's probably a very difficult thing for a lot of people, particularly Jewish people in this country who are awakening to this idea that the folks that they used to be kumbayaing with on their social justice initiatives don't like them and aren't willing to stand up against calls to eradicate them. That is what From the River to the Sea is all about. And this is that really weird area where the spawn of leftists has now taken the ball of crazy and run with it to a degree that is dangerous. I don't think Jewish people in this country had any idea how pervasive anti-Semitism and follow the leader fad social woke nonsense is and how injurious it is. Haven't we fought back against this? For decades, didn't we fight back against racism in this country? Didn't we come together to to stop its westward expansion in the Civil War? Didn't we come together numerous times with the likes of Dr. Martin Luther King to, to push back and to fight for obvious sanity and rationale and realism and common sense in this country? And yet we have a group of people who want to take us well back before that. Did you guys hear about the, I think it's an Illinois school. I think it's a Chicago school where they have segregated 
black and brown students, Hispanic and, and black students, from the white students, so they can learn math in a more socially appropriate environment for them. Do you know how racist that thought is? And it's black people behind it. What are you doing? You're going to drive a wedge between people and you're going to say you'll do better over here in your own group? It's like universities having black-only commencements. What? Or, or a black-only classes? Dormitories? What are we doing? It's so counterproductive and it's so purposeful. And these universities have installed wackos. And they pay them gobs of money, gobs and gobs of money, oftentimes millions of dollars when you look at their salary and all of their benefits. And a lot of these Jewish benefactors, many of whom give millions of dollars of their own to the endowments of these schools, are realizing that the places they went, that they believed in, that they were so proud to be successful enough to contribute to, hate them. At least Stefanik the other day indicated that with, with one question to the presidents of MIT, University of Pennsylvania, and Harvard. All women. Would you say, can you condemn, can you, can you tell me now? That calls for genocide on your campus are a violation of your code of ethics and conduct. Well, it depends, is not the answer. Ever. Ever. Well, it only depends on who we're killing. What? That was a huge band-aid that went and got ripped off for a lot of people. Now, Penn President Liz McGill, she's issued a statement, a video. She doesn't say she's sorry. She doesn't deny or rebuke genocide. She blames the Constitution. And then she says, we're going to do better. Really? Because that's a, that's a full stop for me. Yes or no? Somebody on campus calling for a Jewish person's murder. Full stop. You don't protect that or defend that, yes? Well, so let's listen to Liz McGill. Apparently she got some bad, some bad feedback. I got a lot of it. I got tweets coming out of my ears about this woman. You know it's bad when Albert Borla... The CEO of Pfizer, one of the main voices of suck during COVID, who knew that his mRNA gene scrambling elixir was lousy. He knew it was killing people. He knew they were having absolute side effects of doom. Get it. It's the best thing you can do. You know things are bad for the presidents of these universities when Albert Borla is saying oh, he's offended and that they should go. Really? That's your barometer of morality. Ladies and gentlemen, we've hit the bottom. Here's Liz McGill trying to make amends. Don't hate me. I wasn't focused yesterday. This is what she's going to say. I wasn't focused when I was asked the question that all of us were asked. I wasn't focused. 
pal, you were you were spewing out your talking points that parroted the other presidents. Go. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, Hmm. but I should have been. The irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. Ah, she knows it now, though. It's evil, plain and simple. I want to be clear. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. Mm -hmm. For decades, under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the Constitution and the law. In today's world, where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies. My boy. And Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. Got our best people on it. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment so all members of our community can thrive. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. And we will get this right. Please. Does that sell you? Does that work? Well, it didn't work for Bill Ackman. What is he, a hedge fund guy? Uber rich? $26 million he gave last year, I think. To the endowment? Calling on Harvard, MIT, and Penn. They were all, this is his tweet. We're all asked the following question under oath at today's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate your university's code of conduct or rules regarding, regarding bullying or harassment? The answers they gave reflect the profound moral bankruptcy of Presidents Gay, McGill, and Cornwolf, whatever that person's name is. No, it's not of those three people. It's of the left. This is the monster that you people have created. This is the spawn of decades of your work. This was part of the communist agenda. Infiltrate the schools. Take over the media. Change the narrative. Indoctrinate the young. What do we know? When you listen to people who used to live in the Soviet Union, who were part of the KGB, this is how it works. As you're comfortably numb, there is a a change of tide. This was starting to be taught when I was in college in the late 80s and early 90s. It's taken 30 odd years, but they knew that it would. It's incremental. And now the chickens have come home to roost in a very vile 
and threatening way. Think about what they're saying about Jewish people. Where are the voices of Hollywood? Where are all the women's libbers? Where are the activists? Where are the people who are the first out protesting when something that they think is wrong has happened? They're on the side with the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine, pro-Palestine folks. That's a wake up for a lot of people in this country. Jewish Americans uh, control, if not own, the lion's share of banking in this country, of law firms, of CPAs, of the media. They own the movie studios. You guys want to go up against them? Are you kidding me? President McGill from Penn. We're going to look into it. We're going to get a watch party. We're going to dig. We'll get to the root causes. How many times have you heard this same tired old crap? Again and again. I wasn't focused. This letter from Bill Ackman or this tweet is excoriating. He says this, in short, they said it depends on the context and whether the speech turns into conduct that is actually killing Jews. This could be the most extraordinary, extraordinary testimony ever elicited in the Congress, certainly on the topic of genocide, which reminds us all. It is the deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying that nation or group. The president's answers reflect the profound educational, moral and ethical failures that pervade certain of our elite educational institutions due in large part to their failed leadership. No, no, no. See, Mr. Ackman, you've got it wrong, bro. It's not about their failed leadership. It's your failed progressive agenda. Make everybody a victim. And yet the ugly underbelly is exposed for everyone to see. Why does everybody seem to hate the Jews? And why won't anybody stand up and fight back? Says a lot about our people, ladies and gentlemen. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, this is amazing. Republican senators unite unanimous vote to stop something how is it possible Mitt Romney Susan Collins what I'll tell you what it was about next so what's one of the rubs one of the criticisms of the Republican Party oh they're so disjointed they can't get together it took 15 votes to get a a speaker and that didn't work out They're running around. They've got all these different factions. They're not on the same page. What a joke. Actually, what I think we're seeing is a very interesting flushing out of certain people. Getting rid of Kevin McCarthy is key. I believe Kevin McCarthy represents one of many in our party who long ago stopped representing our values. It's not about us. Like I said, why is it that the government never says, what do you want? 
What do you think? Because I think the majority of people right now, if I were to go on the street and I were to survey 20 people, I bet you 18 of them, if I said, do you think we should give more of our money, more dollars to Ukraine? I guarantee you they would say, our money needs to come here. It needs to stay here. We're hurting. I have no idea what's going on over there. And quite frankly, I don't believe anybody anyway. I bet you you'd hear that. Republicans block Ukraine aid bill, demanding stronger border action. Think about how little this government cares about you. Democrats care about you. Because they still want to stick border money into a bill that gives four and a half times that amount to Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine to do what? To, to move what needle? And coming up in the next hour, you're going to hear a couple sound bites where they're saying, if we don't fund Ukraine more, they're going to lose. Putin's going to come in. He's going to be a dictator. Sounds so similar to Trump, right? He's going to come in and he's going to do this and there's no stopping him. And then there's going to be a war. He's going to invade Poland and that's going to be a NATO thing. And we're going to have to send your sons and daughters to go fight it. Say what? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Republican senators, what, doing something crazy? All 49 GOP senators united to defeat the Democrats' plan to accelerate, expand, and hide the inflow of millions of illegal migrants during the 2024 election year. The Democrat funding plan in, I guess, needed 60 votes to start the floor debate. The start was blocked by 50 to 50 votes, and it was going to likely return in January, but not yet. Democrats tried to strong arm the GOP by attaching the $14 billion in migration money. And by the way, that's not for a wall. That's not for materials to physically stop. What what stops people from coming in? Oh, I don't know. A door and a lock, a gate, a wall, something that's really big. You know, all the supplies that we had that Joe Biden sent off for pennies on the dollar, sold off to other people as scrap. We've lost billions of dollars on this dude's ineptitude and corruption. $14 billion wasn't to build a wall. It was to create more expeditious processing of human beings who don't freaking deserve to be here. And they said, the Democrats said, well, if you want anything on that, you're going to have to let us get money for Ukraine. Suck it. Even Mitt Romney, that jack wagon, He said, suck it. Susan Collins, who has the worst liberty score of of all members of the Senate. She's got like a 12 percent F. That's failure. She said, you suck it. Good for you people. GOP senators said they support the military aid, but blocked the package with the migration funding. Tonight, it's a sad night in the history of the Senate and in our country, lamented Chuck Schumer. He doesn't, there's not a bill that he doesn't want to pass if it means your money goes somewhere else. The pro-migration leader of the Senate, Democrats, of course. He continued saying this, if Republicans in the Senate do not get very serious very soon about a national security package, Vladimir Putin is going to walk right through Ukraine and right through Europe. Western democracy will begin to enter an age of decline If we aren't willing to defend it, we're already in decline because of you jack wagons. 
Shut up, Chuck. The question before us is simple. Will senators rise to defend Western democracy? No, see, we want to rise to support us. We want to rise to support lower taxes. We want to rise to support fewer people meddling in our lives. We'd like to rise to support a closed border. Law and order. And can somebody have a reasonable conversation about why Gavin Newsom is bringing China to California? Gee, come to, to, come to California. When they're the people sending all of the ingredients, all of the fentanyl and all the garbage to Mexico, you make it there. We'll get it across the border. Don't you worry about it. You see San Francisco? Do you know what is going on in San Francisco? More people are dying from drug overdoses than ever before in history. And Chuck Schumer wants to send $61 billion that we don't have. $61 billion that your grandchildren don't have. And send it to Ukraine to continue what? If Republicans in the Senate do not get serious very soon, Putin's going to walk right in. This is the same strategy. If you don't stop Trump, he's going to get out there and he's going to go for revenge. He even said it. He's going to be a a dictator. Stop. Because we're not stupid. You don't need to spend $25 million on a new ad campaign because you're not going to convince us that you don't suck. Stop trying to tell us that it's Congress's fault that the border is open. Joe Biden opened it. Stop trying to tell us that we're just too dumb to know how well things are really going. Because you've insulted us for the last time. But this younger generation, they don't like being lied to either. And if you were smart, you'd pay attention to your poll numbers and get busy. All right, hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program on tap. This awesome study about liberal parents and their kids explains a lot, and it's next.